Hi everyone, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my newest novel, The Other. It's a possession story that I'm describing as The Exorcist meets The Notebook with a battle between a lifetime of love and an evil from hell. Pre-orders are available now with a link in the show notes. Here's a brief description. Can love triumph over evil from hell itself? Donald Leal is slowly losing himself and Beverly, his wife, is trying to hold on. Diagnosed with Alzheimer's, Don's mind is falling apart. Married for 40 years, Bev will happily shoulder the burden of caring for Don. But it's more than just foggy thoughts and forgotten memories. Something dark lurks behind Don's eyes and drives him to despicable action. It calls itself the other. When it's in control, Don changes into something unrecognizable. A stranger in their house who laughs at trauma and relishes in death. Bev soon realizes her husband isn't just facing dementia. Her husband is possessed. The other delights in pain and misery and feeds off the love between Bev and Don. It surfaces more and more, hurting Bev whenever it can, and she desperately searches for a way to cure her husband. As it pushes Bev closer and closer to the breaking point, she must answer a terrible question. How much will she sacrifice to send the other back to hell? The other comes out November 21st, and I'd love for you to pre-order it. Onto the show. Everybody, this is the Simpsons show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about the Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm just absolutely fantastic, Robbie. Uh, I expect terrible things, so when something is not quite terrible, it helps me out. Low expectations. It's a good. It's a good. Uh... It's not just a great dating service. <laughs> that's low. I think that's lowered expectations. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's not. You're you're almost there. I did always appreciate the that Matt TV bit. It always. It's one of my one of my favorites. Um, even though, have you ever gone back and watched Mad TV? I haven't, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, it's that's good idea. Don't do it. Just keep those memories. You know, just keep those memories of enjoying it in your heart, and don't go back and rewatch it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, hello, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. For $5 a month, gain access to that and much, much more. By the time you listen to this, it'll be the beginning of November. It's never a better time to start uh, supporting the show. Uh, get a bunch of bonus material by the time, well, not quite, but basically by the time you hear this, Matt and I will be... Uh, putting out a bonus episode for the month of October where we have uh, have put down our ideas for what would be the second Simpsons movie. We haven't recorded it as of the time of this recording. By the time you hear it, we will have. Probably. Or mostly. Or almost. It's fine. This week's episode, Waverly Hills, 9021 Doe. <sighs> yes, oh 9021 Doe. What, I... What's wrong with that, Robbie? It's too long, Matt. It is. It, it has really numbers. Is. It has the problem I, a lot. I... I, I, I I have, you know, I'm in a, put in a very unique position where I have to copy and paste these episode titles. As probably the only person who does it more is people who actually work on the show. Um, even people who do the Wikipedia, the wikis for the, the Simpsons probably doesn't have to do it as much as I do. And having to copy and paste and type out Waverly Hills and 902 and Doe and spell Doe with number like dashes, like oh, you're making my job hard. I don't like you, and it's not clever. Um, 
Episode LABF10 originally aired May 3rd, 2009, written by J. Stuart Burns, directed by Mike Frank Polcino. Received a 3.7 rating with 6.7 million viewers. The couch gag The Simpsons are seating the audience at the Coliseum during the Roman Empire. The gladiators had flies in the audience, and Bart catches it. It's fine for a couch gag. It's perfectly fine. Indeed. Uh, episode guest stars Elliot Page as Alaska, Nebraska. Very brief and not not really anything to Alaska, Nebraska. I don't know why they're okay. I I mean I get it. Hannah Montana was a thing. I get it, but still, like okay. And the episode also guest stars Maurice Lamarche as quote unquote the Inspector, which is literally just Anton Chigurh <laughs> from. That's one of the things I feel like that I'm just like, what? Why is this in here? It's so strange. Yeah, like it's literally just Javier Bardem. It's literally just Anton Chigurh. There's nothing. It's there's no <laughs> there's no like there's no subterfuge. They don't. It is literally everything about that character you see just on in The Simpsons. Don't worry, Matt. We'll get there. Um, oh boy. We, yes, we will. Uh, also, strange, like, at least the inspector, like, I don't know. Like, okay. I don't even know why I bothered defending the inspector. So, uh, we yeah. have, the episode begins with Marge exercising. She's out jogging, walking, um, whatever, getting some air, some exercise. And she, there is a random booth tent selling science, not even selling science, I guess it's selling science water. You know, like they basically have, sell. It. I mean, a free samples kind of thing. But then they don't sell it to her. They drive away. I don't. It doesn't. I, well, it's just the company folded. I'm sure they would have sold it to her if the company hadn't immediately followed her. I think the, those. I mean, isn't uh, what's this? Isn't that stuff still? That stuff still in business? The vitamin what, water. Is yeah, still vitamin yeah, water. Don't buy we, Coke. Yeah, vitamin water is still around. And this is yeah. clearly what this is parodying. Um, but I guess they just wanted Marge to drink a lot, so she had so she would have to pee. So we have a bunch of guys about Marge having to go, having to pee, and uh, there's no bathrooms. Uh, she goes goes to multiple places, tries to wants to use the bathroom, can't. Eventually, ends up at, at the elementary school, and this is I'll give him this, Matt. This inciting incident is dumb, but it's quick. Like that is fair. It, it really gets you to what is actually happening in this episode in like less than a couple minutes, I think. Yeah, like we have you know a minute of Marge needing to pee, and then Marge, she's at the elementary school. And we're at what is sort of the plot of the episode, at least. It's it's tangentially the plot of the episode, where Marge enters the school and starts looking around after she, she uses the restroom and starts looking around. Uh, I guess Marge hasn't been there for a while, uh, and she's upset at how the school is being run. Like, there's classes full uh, of kids. Uh, there are teachers sleeping on the job. She's, she looks in on Bart's classroom and Miss Hoover and both Bart are, not Miss Hoover, Miss Krabappel and Bart are sleeping. Um, Marge is kind of, you know, frustrated by all of this. And like, yeah, the kids are packed in all over the place. And Miss Hoover basically just is like, oh, well, I have tenure now. So Ralph is going to teach like a speaking of Ralph teaching Matt, I have a clip of Ralph teaching class. Three, two, one. Okay, children, I've just been granted tenure, so I'm going to sit back and let Ralph teach for a while. <clears throat> Class, in what year was one plus one? The answer is the amazing Ralph. <clears throat> the only 
person getting an education here today was me, and how bad it is. Mrs. Simpson, let me pour you a drink. Scotch? Vodka? Gin? I got everything you want. I want my kids in a decent school. Hey, I want the check engine light on my dashboard to shut off, but that ain't gonna happen. That's <sighs> Skinner drinking uh, on the job. Some kind of booze. Yeah, it's it's brown, so it's a unless he's drinking something with Coke, which is also possible. Um, Marge is upset, obviously, and we cut to them at the dinner table with Milhouse eating with them, and we learn from Milhouse that his cousin goes to Waverly Hills Elementary, and Waverly Hills is apparently the rich part of town, and the schools over there are really nice. And we get, uh, you know, a word from Lisa. Lisa wants to go there because the school's really nice. And Marge floats the idea to Homer. It's like, hey, why don't we just rent an apartment in the area for cheap? And then say we live there and then send the kids to those schools instead. And this, Matt, is not a terrible idea for an episode. It's fine. It's not. And it's actually one that they've kind of toyed with before as the Simpsons going to another school. I mean. Uh, we had Lisa going to military, Martin going to military school. Uh, we've had them, you know, uh, there was a, another fancy school in another town that they stole from. Uh, who was Skinner stealing microscopes from in the past? And so this this makes sense as a Simpsons episode. Yeah, and, and I think that's the like, yeah, obviously there's like you only move you only move twice, where they go to the new school and they don't both of them, you know, Bart doesn't fit in because he has to go to the like the the lower class and Lisa has allergies to everything in in town. Like, there's that kind of feeling to this episode a little bit. Um, unfortunately, this episode's much busier and much, much less funny. Uh, here, it's time, Matt. Time once again. Did you laugh at this episode? Hmm. That's actually a good question. Um, let me look through that real quick. I, I want to say yes. Uh, oh, yes. One of my clips uh, uh, is Lisa getting challenged by a teacher and she starts crying. And I, I chuckled at that a little bit because that is a very Lisa thing for me to do. Uh, it seems like a very Lisa thing to, uh, for her to do. And I was like, oh, yep, I get that. And I chuckled a tiny bit. Then things kind of go off the rail a little bit from there. Uh, but up until that point, I was like, yeah, I got this. All right, sure. I I don't think I laughed. There's no certainly no laughter out loud. I think I smiled a couple times. I went, oh, mm-hmm. I did that kind of thing. Um, but it's not... Like I said last week, and I, you know, I mentioned I laughed multiple times last week. It's that D twenty roll, you know. It's a bunch of like nines this week. They rolled nine a bunch of times and probably got like you know plus one, plus two bonus to the roll. <laughs> yeah, no proficiency bonus, so it's not doesn't quite hit me the same way. It's kind of that. This is I think this is like very much that typical. Like when people talk about, I, and it like I don't know. I I prefer this much more to the frustrating, uh, insane cartoonishness kind of episode. There's not really there's there's very little of that in this episode. I'll, I'll give it that. There's not a lot of stupid, you know, insane cartoon physics or and logic. People mostly act like human, mostly. But it's also a little dull. It's that kind of, you know, they. I I was thinking of it like describing like they sanded off all the edges, like they just took a a belt sander to it and made it very. It's like something you hand to a baby. Yeah, it's like it's it's not cutting or really insightful in too many ways. It, it's got the core or something good there, but it's very safe. Yeah, yeah, and and kind of boring. So they agree to do this. Um, 
the idea of both owning a house and renting out an apartment at the same time. I don't know if it's just the way the housing housing costs have risen over the years, but trying to think of doing <laughs> that, that right insane. now. It's just yeah, that I'm not no one's gonna theoretically even live in like on a what is ostensibly a middle class salary. I don't know. I I guess I mean it does look like a very terrible apartment, let's be real. Matt I I know it's all I live in Austin, Texas, which is a very expensive city to live in now, but even the crap apartments in Austin are very expensive for what they are. Um, but uh, montage, man, get ready. This is the first montage. We have multiple, oh, there's multiple yeah. montages in this thing. Um, Homer goes apartment hunting uh, with Cookie Kwan, right? Um, and they he's looking for the cheapest place. We get it, a, a tour of the cheapest, you know, and y- you run through like here tropes of bad apartments. There's a train nearby. Uh, there's this, there's that, you know, that kind of very old kind of feels like, feels like the honeymooners. Like it's that level of like, like 50 sitcom jokes. There's a train near the apartment. All right, good. Uh, Homer finally settles on one that I believe someone has died in and the bed doesn't even act. The bed is one of those, uh, what do you, what do you call the folding beds, Matt? Um, uh, it's a Murphy bed. Murphy bed that folds on the wall, but it doesn't actually. There's not enough room for the whole bed, so it kind of comes out at an angle, um, which is exactly what uh, Homer wants because it is speaks to the quality of the apartment and how cheap it would be. This is where we get our Weezer parody, where instead of Beverly Hills, we have Waverly Hills. This is not actually Weezer. Um, sounds pretty close, though. Honestly, it's not bad. You know, for sound alike, it's not. It's all right. I mean, it's also like I don't know. By this point, Weezer kind of had lost any semblance of being having unique sound at all. They were just another rock band, which they have stayed basically for the last 15 years. They are a rock band. They're not the band they were in the 90s. Um, I This is fine. Um, and so we we get this this montage again another montage of us seeing what Waverly Hills is Waverly Hills is nice it's expensive i guess even though there's really crap apartments there that's the thing i don't understand that like even crap apartments in Be- like i obviously this is making comparison to Beverly Hills crap apartments in Beverly Hills if there are any are still, still stupid expensive very expensive that's the thing but whatever I can hand, we can hand wave away. That doesn't bother me that too much. Um, but we get a, a kind of a montage of what life is like in Waverly Hills. But uh, Homer and Marge go are going and filling out some form about, I guess, a change of address form or something. And uh, they are informed about the policies about putting their kids in a new school. Well, welcome to Waverly Hills. Your children can start school immediately. Thank you. Now, you'll be getting a random visit from the inspector sometime this month. The what? It's just a formality to make sure you actually live here. Some people use the address just so their kids can go to our schools. Huh, I can see them now with their bald heads and their blue-haired wives. How I despise them. Uh, yeah, well, uh, here's our inspector now. Call it friendo. Heads, I mean tails, I mean on its side. Well done. Now, let me validate your parking. That's not enough. Thank you. Okay. Sure. We've got Anton... How do you say his last name, Robbie? Sugar. 
Shigur. Anton Shigur is now in The Simpsons for some reason. And this is obviously this is a No Country for Old Men parody character, but this is literally the only thing from No Country for Old Men. So why? I I mean it's I don't I again I this this is where it's like this is where I think it's like. <laughs> It's 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 these things are on the edges of the mountain. You're like okay, it's like you know, but I like both this and Alaska, Nebraska. Like you, you can make this episode where the home, the Homer and Marge decide to fake a new address to get their kids into better school, and we have an A and B plot where it's Homer and Marge taking time away from their normal life to have an apartment life, a love nest, as Marge calls it later on, and and that's the. They don't both this episode has they that is how they kind of divide this episode and Homer, Marge, Lisa and Bart as kind of A and B plots, even though they I think they get roughly the same amount of time. Maybe the kids get more time. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah, because they're very different. Like, the, the B plot folds out from the A plot, but then it, there's no real tie back to it. So the very end and like you could still have a, a B plot where it's Homer and Marge appreciating time away from their house where they can pretend to be new different people and they have a love nest and that they, we kind of see that play out in this but they use this weird thing like anton sugar the inspector like and like it's literally just the character from no country for old men there is no spin on it there is no joke at the end that actually he's not intimidating like that's what i was expecting matt i was expecting like oh we're gonna get a twist at the end where actually he's a big Teddy, teddy bear right like he's not a stone cold killer but they never do it he's just anton no. chigurh he's just a killer effectively i'm like if you think well, he, not even that he's not even a killer in the end he's just there and is like oh you guys passed by like he's not even a killer well i mean the threat is there i think that's like the it threat care. is there but the threat is of him wanting and like he does say like oh i would have i was hoping i would be able to kill you and it's just like well that doesn't make any sense in the rest of this episode. Like, uh, whatever. We go to commercial, six minutes and nine seconds. And when we come back, uh, we see Homer uh, in the new apartment. He has set up basically his tiny little bed, and he's got a TV, and that's about it. He's got some stuff on the walls, but that's that's basically the entirety of what he has there in his tiny little apartment. Uh, and he's just kind of hanging out there. He's basically living there until the the inspector shows up. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the kids are dropped off at Waverly Elementary uh, in the morning, and it's their first day, so they get a uh, very weird introduction thanks to Skinner and Chalmers. Welcome. I'm your new principal, Dr. Bettelheim. Oh, a doctorate. Wait, don't matriculate those students. Principal Skinner? We need Lisa Simpson at Springfield Elementary. She's our top student, and she writes the fun facts in the morning announcements. Skinner? Bettelheim? Superintendent Chalmers, what are you doing at another school? Seymour, as superintendent, I supervise every school in the district. So you're overseeing other people? I'm sorry if you misunderstood our arrangement. What am I supposed to tell our children? They already know, and they're happy for me. So, yes, thankfully this is the end of Skinner and Chalmers' involvement. It, they're just out from here on out, so I guess they just thought it would be funny that... Uh, Skinner thinks that he has an exclusive relationship with Chalmers, but again, he's the superintendent. He's over everything. I, so. yeah, I, I don't like this, man. 
I don't either. I can see that it's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of <laughs> sweaty and sad, and I don't like it. I can see that it's supposed to be funny. You'd say that about a lot of The Simpsons over the past, like, five years of the show. <laughs> exactly. I can see how it's supposed to be funny. Uh, it's more of a... This is more like... Skinner isn't this stupid like that's i that's my honestly like i get yeah like that's a good point yeah it's not that i like I, yeah i get the gag it's supposed to be like oh they like clearly this is like an allusion to a open relationship with like a with a sex whatever um but <laughs> just to make this work it means that skinner doesn't know what chalmers does like is he that stupid <laughs> like no and like i talked about this a couple weeks ago i mentioned this like what is what has they what have they done to my boy both flaters and skinner they just what have they done <laughs> him they done I, I you know skinner the thing about skinner was always oh he's boring he's he's very dull uh and he's kind of a like a secret weirdo but he's never been a complete moron and like this, the you know, the, just along with everything else, we want to we have yeah, a joke. It's one of those things where they're just they're they're changing the character to make the joke make sense rather than basing the joke on the character. Amen. Indeed. So thankfully, we're out of that. Uh, we're back to Homer, uh, who meets some of his roommates. Well, not roommates, but I guess like hallmates. They live down the hall from him in a, also a terrible apartment, uh, and they are kind of i don't know if i call them skeezy but they're like 20 something males they're living that bachelor life where all of their stuff is crappy all they do is hang around and, and drink beer all day and do stupid stuff uh i mean it's it's just they're the the characters they're the people that you know after college uh who haven't quite moved on to you know an actual adult life yet but they're relatively harmless in this episode i'll give them that that they're there i i describe them as, like i had the same question like as i was writing out notes i'm like how do i describe these guys i'm just like they're just dudes they're, they're not just dudes yeah they're not bros they're not bros they're dudes thankfully they're just dudes they're like they are like lebowski they are like the dude where they're just like uh, i don't you know kind of slackers that kind of thing yeah they, they don't feel like working hard because it's not really necessary for them to get by yeah exactly they greet Homer by f they greet Homer by farting. That gives you all you need to know about their character. Yeah, thankfully they're barely in the episode except for some horrible stuff with Patty and some of that we'll get to. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, at school, uh, Lisa is quizzed about Alaska, Nebraska by some other students. Some other girls come up and introduce themselves, and they have the typical rich white girl names uh, and ask her about Alaska, Nebraska, who is a Hannah Montana ripoff, of course. Uh, Lisa, of course, doesn't know anything about it, so she is immediately shunned. Uh, but then in class, something even worse happens because Lisa is challenged for the very first time. B plus? Nice work. But I always get A's. At my old school, I got so many A's, the teachers didn't even check my work. Maybe that's why you got so many A's. Oh, my God, you've been challenged. Well, Lisa, let's see how you respond. <laughs> so yes uh this is how lisa responds to actually being challenged which i thought was a plausible reaction because lisa probably has never been challenged before and at least in school uh she goes uh, running to bart who is saying that, oh they've got a clean slate here and bart is basically setting himself up to be the cool rebel kid and he does this by <laughs> basically getting, uh, making a deal with wiggum to come arrest him uh, so everyone sees what a cool rebel he is. Uh, Wiggum then drives him away, gets out, and says, all right, it, you're into the deal. You have to come to Ralphie's birthday party. Uh, and Bart, you know, makes some negotiations to get extra, you know, 
uh, uh, party favor bags. I, Matt, I'm going to say uh, this. I like both of these scenes. I like the Lisa getting challenged by a teacher. Mm-hmm. I think that's re- that's very good because um, it is. I think it is a, like, oh, yeah, this is what happens when you enter a more competitive environment, a place that expects more from you. You know, that, that's an interesting challenge to Lisa. Like, hey, you can have... Honestly, I would like to see more of that. I wish this episode was more about that than Lisa being popular because it makes more sense. It's more interesting to me. Um, and also, the, and like, and it it identifies what they, and like it pushes them. Like we've seen this, you know, what do they do when they've been given a clean slate multiple times? And this is a new direction. And I like the idea of, oh, Bart, like, oh, I'm going to establish my identity. It's like, I'm a, I am the, I am the kid who gets arrested. And the, the, they really establish potential arcs for both of them right away. Uh, but it is. And uh, I also, the next bit here, uh, the follow up bit, uh, the mobsters show up at where Wiggum and Bart are. And Wiggum says, all right, I know you. <laughs> I know you're selling drugs in the high school, but I'm willing to overlook it if you come to Ralph's birthday party, which is a little on the extreme end, but I also found funny. But then they run off when he tells them Batman is going to be there. <laughs> and I mean, I forgot about this part. I also laughed at this because it's so absurdly stupid. The, the Johnny Tightlips goes, I ain't messing with no cape crusade. <laughs> it's like a pity laugh, but still, I can't stop with laugh at it because it's so dumb. It's, I don't mind it. Like, yeah, it's like, there's things around the edges I don't mind. Um, it's, again, it's more the general direction of the plot. Like, this doesn't have the, the problem last week had, where it had an interesting enough core premise, but it just didn't have enough time because they had seven minutes of inciting incident. This episode doesn't. It has very little wasted time, but it goes in just this odd direction. And I don't, yeah, mobsters being afraid of cape crusaders it this is this is a very 60s batman joke this is a very much oh, batman 66 that's, joke. Who, that's not who batman fights in the comics or the movies but it is who batman fought in the 60s yeah that's very cheap to put on tv just a mobster we do we have mobster costumes in the back yeah we do then we do a whole episode with mobsters oh wait we'll do a whole <laughs> seasons with mobsters indeed and they're all led by the riddler we have enough money for a riddler costume but he only does his boss around mobsters so on and so forth yeah so thankfully this is a short bit but it is actually funny so now that they've decided that bart can establish them new identities he helps lisa out by lying to everyone and telling them that she knows alaska nebraska we get our second montage of everyone texting everyone else to let them know that lisa is cool because she knows alaska nebraska and this is this is where the episode kind of goes in the wrong because that's not we, what we should be trying to do is establish Lisa as a brainy character, not as a popular character, because that's what she cares about. And this is going to go real dumb real fast. Uh, but as the act ends, uh, we see Wiggum show up to get Bart, because apparently he never actually showed up to Ralph's party. Uh, and he's basically uh, runs from the, the cops until they catch him and take him to the party. So that's how we end act two. It's very, this is, a, this is I, I, I think you went over that very quickly, Matt. That, that is a very long sequence. Bart running from the cops takes a very long time uh, to happen. Um, it's one of those things. It's it's great to see. I don't really care about describing it. In, in no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't personally like it that that much because um, it doesn't lead to any. Doesn't advance any. It's not funny. It doesn't advance character and it doesn't advance plot. Then why is it? Why is it here? Um, 
So I they there are some slapstick gags in it. They don't really work on me. We come back from commercial at 13 minutes and 8 seconds. Um, Homer is playing Halo, or at least a Halo-like video game. And he teaches Marge how to teabag, which is... <laughs> I... 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 As a person playing who who absolutely was obsessed with Halo and Halo 2 and Halo 3 throughout college, played a lot of it. Um, I find it very... I found this, this was probably my biggest, I didn't laugh, Matt, but I did, Marge, the learning how to do it made me at least smile. I did get, uh, indeed. I Marge being excited about playing this game with Homer. And like, this is, this stuff is the cute stuff. I really, this is the stuff I like about this, where the, Homer and Marge are kind of like rekindling their relationship with this new setting. Yeah, it, it, it is as if, if they had gotten together in their 20s instead of right out of high school, this is what their relationship would have been like. And it, yeah, it's like it's kind of sweet, honestly. Um, and I wish it, they had just leaned into this and not into having to like worry about Anton Chigurh. Like, <laughs> like, can't do, do we need all that? Like, can it just not be about them being happy that they're having this new relationship and it's like th- we can have some kind of more organic conflict? Not that they're worried a man with an air gun is going to kill them. If they if they try and lie about their kids going to the wrong school, um, they go to a kegger at, on they with the dudes we mentioned earlier. Um, they are and they I I feel like there's not they never make a tacit uh kind of admission or conversation about they're kind of role playing what you said, Matt. They're kind of role playing like oh we're in our twenties and we're meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's even a scene a little bit later where Homer uh, gives uh, Marge a key uh, that I thought was super cute. <laughs> like, he just puts it in... What is it he, that he hides it in? Like a like a dessert, like a custard or flan or something some French, like that, French yeah. dessert. Like, I mean... It, that's that, a really cute thing to do. I wish... It, I, I think... It, I just wish it was leaned into more. Like, they only have, like, a few scenes like this, and it kind of unravels very quickly. Um, and they all... And, like, I wish there was... A, them having a conversation about like this is nice like i would like i just want them to talk about things like they're humans um so word has gotten around the school lisa everyone believes that lisa knows alaska nebraska and i can't okay matt i can't get past like alaska nebraska i mean hannah montana it's it's basically hannah is a human name matt that's a name people are named hannah I've met Hannah's. Robbie, I don't life. know if you realize this, but people are also named Alaska. I've never met in Alaska, so they don't exist, Matt. Okay, that's how that works for you. All right, sure. I'm just, like, I don't, I'm just like, but this is ostensibly a pop superstar. Um, I've never, like, Alaska? It just feels very, it's just very, very over the top. And I want this, this feels like, oh, this is Lisa trying to get come to terms with, like, a new school and stuff. And it feels like. I don't know, like, uneven. I just don't, I don't know, like, it, 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 it ties back around to, it feels like Mapple to me, Matt. That's what I, I think that's my, uh, yeah. it feels like Mapple. Like, do better. It's not like that it doesn't work. I get it. Just do better. You can make, you can do better. You can't think of a normal first name and a last name that's a state. No? Um, we need, a, so, a teacher is there, and the teacher that had previously corrected Lisa and given her a B is now trying to sway her back because of this co- theoretical connection. 
Lisa, I regraded your paper from the other day, and you got an A. Really? My kid's a huge Alaska-Nebraska fan. If she could somehow get an autographed photo or T-shirt, that would be A-plus in my book. Did you just wink at me? Oh, look, there are pumpkin stickers on the floor. They must have fallen off your homework for next week, which you don't have to hand in. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get a fresh start like this till junior high. L'école, c'est moi! Oui, c'est toi! Even the Ralph of this school speaks French. Au revoir! Because every school's got to have a Ralph. I, I I didn't need that either, Matt. I don't need a Ralph in every school. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's okay. Um, so, I mean, there is this. like, And, the, like, this Alaska-Nebraska connection is all still, at this point, theoretical. We've never, we have not met or seen Alaska-Nebraska. It is all just, oh, these girls are really obsessed with her. So Lisa's using this to win influence. Okay. That's still, that's fine. Um, cut back to Homer in March. And this is when we have the scene. They're eating dinner at a fancy, at a tapas restaurant. Um, and Homer gives Marge the key. It's hidden in the dessert. And they treat it very much like, oh, this is, you know, this very, like in that stage of relationship where you move in together effectively. Or at least are at that point where, your free reign of each other's places. You can come and go as you please. And it is very sweet. It's very nice. And like, it, it feels very much like, Oh, this is them reliving that kind of young three kind of relationship. They'd never really got to had a chance to have because they had kids. It, it, but again, they just, they don't ever, there's not, I guess there's not a time or they're not really interested because they kind of just jump right to the conflict, which is that Marge redecorates the apartment. And Homer goes, well, where's my TV? Where's my video games? And I'm like, I, that's not really the interesting part about this, guys. Like, that th is that the thing that we're going to focus on? I The interesting thing to me is the contrast of this life versus their normal life in the house. Yeah, this feels like something normal Marge would do. I want to see what, you know, early 20s Marge would do in, in an early on relationship with Homer. Like, she would maybe change some things, but not change that much. It seems like they're just reverting to their normal self. Like it feels like I. This is the point, Matt, where I would say Homer should go. They should make that tacit admission where they go like, "Hey, Homer goes. I've really enjoyed this time with you away from the house because it feels like an opportunity for us to live a, a life that we never really had a chance to. And you making this apartment look like the house kind of defeats the purpose. And I, I think." You have to have that a discussion there where you have to have even a scene talking about it, and they don't. Uh, they just have like the simple, the very simple joke about like you took my video games away. I'm like, okay. Um, so cut back to the school. Lisa is now feeling the pressure because Alaska Nebraska is coming to town, and they, it, it, the show is sold out. But all her new quote unquote friends want her to get them tickets. She's friends with Alaska Nebraska. She should be able to get them tickets regardless if it's sold out or not. They want backstage passes, etc., etc. They want access. And Lisa tries to play it off, doesn't quite work. So she sneaks backstage and briefly meets Alaska Nebraska. I am so tired of fans in my food. Alaska, we've never met, but everyone thinks I'm your best friend. Wait, wait, let me guess. I'm supposed to give all your best friends front row seats and backstage passes. 
Could you? First, riddle me this. What's your favorite episode of my show? You have a show? Look, can you please, please help a poor little girl who is just trying to fit in? It's what half your songs are about. You know what? I was a little girl who didn't fit in either. So you know what I did? I got a new nose. I got famous. And now I date the starting point guard for the L.A. Clippers. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go meditate and smoke. <sighs> Wait, I want to ask you something. Could you tell I lip-synced that whole speech? You know what? I was a little girl who didn't fit in either. So you know what I did? I got a new nose. I... That's amazing. I know. Security! You know, I think those shirts should say INSECURITY. Because if you feel you have to put what you are on your shirt, then I feel sorry for you. Do you feel sorry for me? <laughs> Guess not. Like, okay, ma'am, I'm going to ask, a, like, a, I guess, a, the <laughs> a theoretical question. Mm -hmm. Why is this scene in this episode? I guess... I honestly have no idea. I, I have no clue because they could just have Lisa fail to get backstage passes. She doesn't need to talk to Alaska, Nebraska. It makes no sense. It it yeah that like this this feels like them in they like they have the scene already there and they worked their way to it. It doesn't need to be here. It doesn't serve the plot. Like it, we don't need a an ep a scene that shows Lisa not getting tickets. Like it it's very like. And the fact that she sneaks in and talks to Alaska and Nebraska like they just wanted a scene where they had like a Hannah, Hannah Montana parody for a single scene, because that's all there is. There's nothing more to this. It's a kind of a one note gag. Even calling it a gag is kind of generous. It's really just like, hey, do you know Juno? Do you know Hannah Montana? We got to smash that stuff together. I'm like, OK, um, it doesn't need to be here. And it takes this is where I'm like, oh, this is this doesn't this doesn't serve the plot and it would work better if it this if this was an episode if this was a scene where Lisa just quietly <laughs> is quietly melancholy about what the position she's in and her like maybe have her go to Bart and say, what do I do? And 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 by talking to Bart, Lisa realizes, oh, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? You know, like that. That's what I want. But we don't have any connective tissue. We just have her failing to get tickets and then the end, et cetera, et cetera. And with that, we go to commercial 18 minutes and 19 seconds. Yeah. So we're almost done. Uh, we just got the wrap up here. Uh, so Homer and Marge uh, get in a fight. But right as they're really getting into it about their, their new life, essentially, uh, the inspector shows up. And then as soon as he shows up, we cut away to Lisa having to come clean to the other girls about, uh, you know, the truth about her not knowing Alaska, Nebraska. Here comes Lisa with our backstage passes. Yay! People, I'm not who you think I am. I'm just a transfer student who wanted to make some friends. Yes, I lied to you, but you only liked me because of a lie. So if you think about it... Get the liar! <laughs> Those are last year's shoes. Killer. Also, it's Lisa. Killer twice. So, yeah, uh, gets a little, uh, little dumb from here on out. I, I uh, why, like, why are they trying to kill her? Uh, I have no idea. But these girls are apparently really, really serious about Alaska, Nebraska. So. 
they haul ass after Lisa. Uh, luckily, but, Lisa is able to get away. But uh, <laughs> I just like this is it. Just like the the episode just got a case of the dumbs, Matt. Like what happened? Like the all the, they were like these girls are like the mean girls, right? They're mean girls, basically. Yeah, and it's like it wouldn't like I it writes itself. Like Lisa was popular and now she goes to like it started with her at lunch sitting by herself the girls walking by making fun of her we get transitioned to lisa is popular because of alaska nebraska because she has you know access to whatever theoretical access and the girls are friends with her now wouldn't the end point be oh lisa's back where she started but she's happier because she's herself again because she came clean you know, like she's not living a lie anymore, and she, we, you have that wrap up where she goes, you know what, I didn't really want to be popular in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. But instead, we get like this craziness where they're chasing after her. The second, I will add, the second chase sequence in this episode, because we also have the cops chasing after Bart, <laughs> trying to kill him. By the way, they shoot at him. We didn't mention that, but and now the girls are like, we're gonna kill her. I'm like, wouldn't they be making fun of her? Wouldn't that be their, their, they wouldn't go, try and beat her to death. They would spread rumors about her at the school. I don't, that's all, that's, I'm just, case of the dumbs, man. Everything's a case of the dumbs, uh, eventually <laughs> in, the, in the last act, whether it be three or four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> meanwhile, we go back to Homer and Marge. Uh, the inspector says, oh, looks like you guys actually live here because you're fighting here and all your stuff is here and you're good. Too bad, really wanted to kill you. Uh, he does say that he says explicitly i wanted to kill you and i'm like does he kill people i like i I, I don't think you get in trouble for that kind of thing but i don't think you die for lying about where you live no they and they don't care uh like if you have a maybe if like a really like strict school board or something might hammer down on that stuff but there's they got they they don't have time for all that no money for someone to enforce all that stuff um they do see the 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 new the apartment with child's children's toys, and I thought that was a cute touch because they have like, oh look, it's a Lego rocket ship, poorly poorly crafted. Like that's a nice to make it look like a <laughs> yeah. The, you know, there's there's that, but again, I don't I don't want Anton Shakur and like just do a if you want Anton Shakur in The Simpsons, just do a Trias and Horror where he kills people. Like I don't need <laughs> okay. Okay, it's fine. It's all fine. It's fine. Fine, just fine. It's fine. Uh, but at this point, Bart and Lisa show up. They both want to leave. Uh, they've decided that this new, new school is not for them. Homer and Marge want to leave and go back and they're like, oh, I've always wanted a little house in the suburbs. And they, that's it. That's how the episode ends. They just go back to the house. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, all right, that was quick. It's just, come on, guys. Like, what? It's just, it just like you undermine your own stuff like why i don't know this episode this episode is fine matt it's not terrible it's fine but it could... it's fine it has a good core of a thought of the episode that oh bart and lisa go to a different school where they try to reinvent themselves but how they chose to do that is just kind of dumb like i i like bart's plot honestly i like the idea that bart's gonna set himself up as the rebel this time uh whereas lisa's plot makes no sense like if lisa had the chance to reinvent herself would she go the popularity route? Because it doesn't seem like that's something and we've Lisa already, really cares about. And we've already seen that. Like, we've seen Lisa pretending to be the popular girl. That's literally what Summer 442 is all about. 
Summer 442 is literally all about Lisa trying to be popular and getting friends. I don't, and we, I, we just saw this last week. We literally, Lisa throws a cell phone party. Like, we just saw it. Like, do a different thing. Uh, did we not, do they not compare notes? Like, hey, you can't do two episodes in a row where Lisa tries to become popular. Oh, well, that one is different than this one because this one has Alaska, Nebraska in it. I'm like, okay. All right, guys. Um, uh, I can't, I, I, wait. Um, just, <laughs> you could, you set up the teacher thing and then you don't chase it. Uh, it's, it's, this episode is very kind of, it's fine. It's, it's not terrible. Like, there's not a lot of cartoonish stuff in it. You know, there's no, Homer doesn't get ripped apart by a badger. Like, it, I, you know, like, I could list the dozens of insane things that have happened and are just tossed aside. They don't happen. People have, like, normal human emotions in this for the most part, but it's just rushed and messy and not very funny. It, it There's a couple moments where I go, oh, okay, that's okay. I see what you're doing, but never, never big belly laughs. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, I don't think so. Like it's that area yeah. where it's like it feels flawed, but it doesn't feel broken. It me. feels like they're they had a core good idea, and they just the execution was a slightly lacking. Not even really lacking. Just they could have used another couple passes. I need like we need like a we need like a meh button. Man, I need to get a sound clip for there meh. you go. I need like a meh or a bleh sound with sound effect and just play that because that's what this is. It's not broken. It's just got a meh. Which is not sexy to talk about, but it's unfortunately, I think we're going to be settling into this for a while, but people talk about the Algene era of the season, the season 20 plus, you know, those, this season's season 20 plus is just turns into like kind of meh. Um, that's it. Not broken. At least we don't have to fix it. I'll take that. We already talked about it. You guys can hear us. We already said why, how we can make it better anyway. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments and News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments and News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Supporters at any level can leave their review for an episode. Um, first, from Tim. This was far better than I had expected. We start with a short opening and an inciting incident that both made sense and was expedient. There are continuity jokes, most notably Skinner being unaware that Chalmers was the superintendent of more than one school. Did everything about the kids being schooled in Waverly Hills make 100% sense? No, of course not. In some ways, there's a poor person's version of You Only Move Twice 5, but all in all, it flowed fairly well. I'll put this at number 268, Canon. It doesn't need to be fixed. Uh, oh, Tim's are, now Tim's going into broken or not broken <laughs> predictions. I appreciate it. Uh, from Derek, uh, these episodes are so empty and banal, I can't really muster up a proper review for them anymore. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> uh, it's dumb, waste your time, it's pointless, unfunny, annoying, it's another season 20 episode, yada yada yada. Oh, now I wish I were watching Seinfeld. Oh wait, I can just watch Seinfeld and not Zombie Simpsons. Better yet, I could watch The Simpsons instead of Zombie Simpsons. Sometimes I need to appreciate that we have an almost unblemished run of 200 episodes to enjoy and just put muck like this out of my mind. I mean, yeah, you can just go watch Good Simpsons. Just go watch. There's a lot of good, a lot, a lot, a lot of Good Simpsons. Not as much as there is bad, but there is still <laughs> still a lot of good. Uh, from JJ, for an episode with a Hannah Montana parody, that, this wasn't that bad. 
The plot is pretty loose, and it meanders quite a bit, such as the cops chasing Bart, which was just filler. I don't think I laughed once, but nothing made me angry, and there are some genuinely nice moments like Marge and Homer slow dancing at the party. Lisa's story is pretty weak. I expect her to have a more dilemma over getting preferential treatment from people because they think she's friends with a celebrity, but in the end, she's just forced to admit the lie. There's no real resolution or character growth. Overall, resounding meh, but still in the top half of this terrible season. That's probably fair. Uh, from Dara, it's fine with some chuckle out loud moments, but overall unremarkable. The I was in the middle of a game of hide and seek with Millhouse made me laugh out loud, as did the concrete lawn painted green. That bit made me sad because they showed Santa's little helper trying to dig in the concrete. Oh, into the into the ground and bury a bone. He just couldn't. And poor it was the, poor Santa's little helper. Um, but I watched this two days ago, then had to watch again to leave a review as nothing was retained. Fine for 20, but if we go by the old Homer's Odyssey scale, it'd be right around there for meh episodes. I literally made the comment to Matt before we started recording. It's like, I watched it this morning and I've already half forgotten what this episode was. Uh, does not Which leave. funny because our new episode uh, review easier for today. I remember that very well. I watched that yesterday. It's because it, because it's because it's better. Matt, that's what like Much it's better. it's yeah. Uh, and finally, from Mister Simpson's writer, look, I just wanted to meet Weezer, but you didn't even do that because it wasn't actually Weezer. I think I think Mister Simpson's writer. I think sometimes think that he was like a joke in the writing room, and they lied to him. <laughs> maybe um but that's it thank everyone for watching and for leaving a review you can too join our prayer to paint our cavalcade of calamity by just su supporting us on patreon at any level and you can leave your reviews uh you certainly don't have to do it every week i would actually say don't do it every week if you you know enjoy your sanity turn into me that's bad bad news don't want that uh we can't move yeah, on don't, don't <laughs> everyone says that and ask anyone don't don't do don't be robbie bad idea we can't move on to our next segment it's time for list of question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite movie about parenting lots of good answers matt take it away indeed uh first up from andy home alone absolutely because that's just don't don't parent like that whatever you do a warning more than anything else uh from derek hmm, matilda not ostensibly about parodying but the first big chunk of the movie is basically how not to parent 101 and then in the end matilda gets the parent of her dreams and miss honey plus i just love that film oh crap i just thought uncle buck would have been a great pick both of those are fantastic picks derek yeah uh robbie you've seen matilda correct i have yeah Matilda's great i i actually did not see matilda until my wife forced me about six or seven years ago uh, which is really sad because that is an absolutely fantastic movie if you haven't seen matilda go see matilda no matter how old you are uh, from Tim, I'll cheat and pick a TV show, Arrested Development. In spite of some of the worst parenting possible, the family manages to stick together. Sort of. R.I.P. Jessica Walter. Oh. All right, Tim. Thanks for making me sad. For reminding me of that. Uh, from Dara, definitely not a typical parenting movie, but I'm going to go with Road to Perdition. After his wife and young son are killed in a mafia execution, Tom Hanks' character goes on the run with his son, teaching him how to survive and how to get revenge. What more could you ask for sure? <laughs> mafia hitman father oh boy okay yeah yeah that's true i mean i wrote a prediction's not a bad answer it works it's, it's there it, it does it is very much about parenting um it's from still, brandon sort of <laughs> eraser head i've never seen eraser head Bobby, I, have you i mentioned it last week matt i, I actually I, my favorite movie featuring a baby um but eraser head is absolutely about parenting it's about it's about the burden of parenthood um 
you, I don't, you would not enjoy it, but it is, I like it. It's short. There is that. I think you would, it's, it's weird. It's short, but it is, it's a strange movie. It certainly sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Remember everything I've heard over the years. Uh, next up from Mr. Simpson's writer himself, Rosemary's baby is pretty close to my experience with children. So let's go with that. So I guess he's had his children, uh, stolen to be part of a cult. So sure. That checks out. Uh, from at Rachel Journeys, the movie is not really about parenting, but Persepolis portrays parents very well. Based on real people, they are complex characters who never waver in support for their daughter, even through incredibly tough times. Persepolis itself is an unforgettable film and graphic novel. I actually didn't know there was a movie based on that. It's good. Uh, from at Wastecasts, okay, so I have lots of film in mind when a protagonist takes on a parental role, sorts, Logan or Aliens, or movies about a family but not really parenting, Star Wars or The Shining. Finally got down to Incredibles, which offers good parenting and superhero hijinks. Very true. I would have accepted uh, pretty much all those answers except for Star Wars. Yeah, that's a that's a very odd family dynamic there. So I mean, sure. it is it is there. I but I mean, Logan. I I mean, Logan's about it's about uh taking ownership of a and protection of a of a child. And Aliens is the same thing. Newt, The Shining is Shining is certainly about fatherhood and the burden of fatherhood. Yeah. But The Incredibles is great. For a long time, it was my favorite superhero movie. What is your new favorite superhero movie? Oh, man. You're going to make me... How much time do you have? <laughs> I would say probably... I mean, you Cap- just say a prob- whole bunch of them. Probably Captain America Winter Soldier is probably my favorite. Yeah, if we're going to pick good. one, I'm going to pick Winter Soldier. It was Cap and Bucky's relationship and all that. It's, it's, it's probably the best, my favorite MCU movie. And by extension, my favorite superhero movie. Um, it's though. funny though, because like of all the characters in uh, the MCU, they are the least superpower. They're just like just barely over the edge of human stuff. So you could actually make the argument it's not really a superhero movie. It's just you know two remarkably tough guys going at it. I mean, one of them's got a metal arm that's really strong, and the other dude like pulls a helicopter down, and throws a motorcycle I at mean, one point. Robbie, come on! You tell me you never pulled a helicopter out of the sky. Uh, he, he rips a log in half at one point. Matt C. Rogers is certainly <laughs> not human. Not anymore. Fair, fair. But it's close. It's close. All right. Uh, next up from at Bort ATX, eighth grade. It's an incredibly raw and honest portrayal of the middle school experience. Elsie Fisher should have been nominated for an Oscar for her performance, and Bo Burnham should have been nominated for something. He wrote, directed, and played Kayla's single father. There is a there. Very we got a prediction. We got a, a not prediction. Correction on Twitter that he did not uh, portray the father, but he did write and direct the film. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, from Matt Mike Skowski, I think it is Love, Simon. It was the first movie starring a gay character that I saw in the just regular movie theater. It was such an experience. It just felt so valuable. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a movie about parenting. Not my cup of tea, but there is a British sitcom about parenting called, called Outnumbered that I enjoy a fair bit. The child actors are actually really good in it. Nothing worse than a bad child actor. Whew, that is true. Uh, from Matt Robbie, J. Kill? Hmm? Uh, that's, that's what I'm going with at J-A-I-K-I sure you're fine that's, uh, yeah sure yeah parenthood messy imperfect and full of love so true uh, from that brave new uh, life of Brian <laughs> yeah I guess technically uh, from at 138 bit Babadook you don't say it had to be good parenting and everything is fine by the end mostly <laughs> what uh, and finally from Avery home alone uh, once again Robbie what is your answer um I'm just continuing a trend of dark answers. Uh, Hereditary is my answer. Hereditary is my... It's the first one that came to mind. Like, pick one. Um, Because it is... You know, it's a horror movie, but it's also definitely about 
about how it, frankly it's about how scary being a parent is like yeah there's a lot of there's other stuff that happens in that movie but at the core of it it's really like being a parent is terrifying like even before you get to all the spooky it's su- the worst i super, can't imagine supernatural stuff in that movie it's a lot about just like trying to deal with you know the fear general fear and terror like your children are so vulnerable and how do you deal with them going out in the world and potentially getting hurt and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the red series is great. Um, I don't, it's a, it's one of those movies where you're like, is this a horror movie? You sh- at least sure. <laughs> and then you get to it. You're like, Oh yeah, it's definitely a horror movie, but it's very subtle, very slow, but I like it a lot. Matt, what is your answer? Uh, I'm actually going to go with a, an incredibly depressing movie uh, that I saw a long time ago that I refuse to watch again. Uh, but it was incredibly good. It's called Still Alice. Uh, it has Julianne Moore uh, as a parent and wife who is falling to dementia. And it will destroy you on the inside. Uh, it's on a list with Jurassic <laughs> Park of things I refuse to ever, ever watch or even consider thinking about again. Uh, so thank you for this question, Robbie. Uh, but it is about her family coming to terms with her dementia. And it will destroy you. So if you feel like a real good cry, go for it. Oh, good. Great. Um, <laughs> next week's question what is your favorite fictional town that isn't Springfield Ooh, that's a tough one but, like and you know if you just wanted to, if, like if it's a it doesn't have to be a literally a town but you know favorite fictional place etc you know you guys get the, you guys understand at this point I'm not sticklers huge stickler on the rules as long as it you know honors the the, the idea of the question um, I post this question on social media Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. Email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And you can answer the question on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show. I post the question publicly. So I think I don't think you need to support us to, to see those. I don't know if you have to comment. I think you can comment without supporting us on those, even though I would appreciate it. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me so far this season, with only a handful of episodes left. Three, including this one. And uh, I'm running out of time. Honestly, that's the the, 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 the short of it, is I uh, <laughs> am losing and I'm running out of time. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In You Only Move Twice, Homer works for what boss? I would be Hank Scorpio. That is correct. Don't like the word boss. <laughs> oh, sure. I come in later than you. I get paid more than you. And I forget what the third thing he says. Uh, but I don't like the word boss. All right, Robbie, your uh, easy question. Where are Bart and Lisa sent in the secret war of Lisa Simpson? Uh, to military school. You are correct. In You Only Move Twice... The autograph on Tom Landry's hat is made out to who? Furman's dry cleaning. Is that your final answer, Matt? Yes. It is Berman's. Berman's. Oh, dry cleaning. I swear he said Furman's. Close, but no cigar. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. All right, uh, your medium question. What company are the students forced to move in with to make room for Lisa? Isn't it like they stink or something? Isn't that the deal with them? I forget what they say. You have to move in with something company. 
and they like they make a joke about they smell or something. Um, easy company. Sorry, it is Company L. But Company L, they smell. So, oh, well, I did at least get that. I got that they do. You did smell. get that part? Yes, they, they do stink. Um, okay, I don't remember that at all. I was just like, Easy Company. That's from a World War Two. I believe that's from one of World War Two. Uh, is that Band of Brothers? Is that Easy Company? I'm pretty sure it's Band of Brothers. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Your hard question, Matt. What sentence does Bart's new teacher write on the board in cursive? Okay. Um, it is Quentin and Jeffrey uh, something something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Sorry, Quentin and Quentin. Uh, it is Quentin and Tammy went to the zoo on Sunday. Oh, okay. To win. Oh, poor Bart, buddy. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, reading cursive is kind of... We're at the point where... Do you really need to read cursive? You really don't, thankfully. I mean, as long as no one's writing to you in cursive, then you don't need to read cursive. But some people write in cursive. Indeed. What's my hard question, Matt? Your hard question, if you're ready for it. What? Which poet are the students discussing when Bart and Lisa tour the school? Truth is beauty, beauty, truth, sir. I'm going to feel real dumb when I get this wrong, Matt. I should know this. See, I, I wouldn't have asked this, but you were an English major. I will was an English major 20 years ago at this point, which is really awful. That's a really long time ago. Um, literally, more years have gone by since be- after I've gone to college than <laughs> since before I went to college. Um, I mean, I could just... I know a lot of poets off the top of my head, names, but I don't remember who wrote Truth is Beauty, Beauty, Truth. Um... I think it was i want to say it was romantic but i might be wrong was it tennyson you're you're in almost the right ballpark keats according keats. To the i like keats um i feel stupid not getting it right but whatever um that's unfortunate i should matt gives me a layup and i drop, <laughs> i drop the ball kick it i bounce it off the top my bounce it off my head out of bounds um poetry is hard robbie sorry um uh, i am still back four points we have two episodes to go that is not good matt is gonna beat me again most likely i don't like it i told matt to not do it and he's doing it anyway i don't know what to do guys we need <laughs> matt it's like a it's like gambler matt has the trivia <laughs> <laughs> terrible trivia uh robot that we cannot defeat um that's it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rate the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, this episode's meh. It's a very yeah, it's meh. Not, it's not bad. It's not bad per se, but it's not good either. It's very much like, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, okay. So one of our reviewers, our Patreon reviewers, thank you once again to all of you, uh, mentioned Homer's Odyssey. And mm, looking at Homer's Odyssey, I, I, I would put this as slightly better than that uh, normally. But then I look at the stuff around it. And I'm like, mm, we have put a lot of episodes that I would consider worse than this uh, higher than Homer's Odyssey. Because I'm looking at Take My Wife Sleaze, which is a 260. And this one, I don't look this comes pretty close for me. I, I'm, I, after rewatching Take My Wife Sleaze, Matt, Take My Wife Sleaze is vastly superior to this episode. All right, the, the, really? Take, Take My Wife Sleaze makes me laugh. 
this episode. And it take yeah, Mario Sleaze. It take Mario Sleaze. Yes, it's cartoonish. Yes, they have a sword fight with motorcycles. Yes, I know. But it ultimately does get a lot closer to hitting on themes and character development than this episode does. This episode get meanders and gets musty, mu- gets musty, gets messy, and doesn't ever get anywhere. Like it feels like it's developing towards something, and then it gets a case of the dumbs. And I also like there's just no jokes in it. Like there's a couple like gag, like a couple things I smile at, but I just don't laugh very much at it. And I don't know. It's it. I I I think those episodes are better in multiple ways. Um, like. I, I would I would I think this is worse than Homer's Odyssey. I feel like it's that it's close. It's in that ballpark, but I think Homer's Odyssey ultimately is better because Homer's Odyssey does kind of at least hit on a theme. It does hit on, you know, it's dark and it's very dull and there's no laughs and it's the animation's terrible, but it ultimately does get somewhere and I I give that a lot of weight. Um I think it's in that ballpark though. I think like we're getting down that like you know like it's better here i'll say this i think it's better than i i think it's at least better than blame it on lisa that's fair which is number that's 285 yeah, i think my biggest problem is i'm looking at this and I'm, I'm looking at episodes like thank god it's doomsday and we put that higher than homer's odyssey and i'm just like how that episode is so stupid. I think this episode is ah. better. I think Homer's Odyssey is better than that. So I, you don't, Matt. You say that now. You, we watched things. Got it. Thank God it's Doomsday. We all agreed to that ranking. Okay, you were there. I remember. Yeah. And I you know. went. That's fine. You know what? This is what you said, Matt. You wanted me to give you my Matt impression. You went. Oh, that's fine. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. And I think that's like so... ultimately these episodes are all very close to each other. That's the thing. Like. Yeah. yeah, today you might say, oh, I think Homer Odyssey is better. But then tomorrow you might watch Thank God is Doomsday and go, oh, actually, it has some charms. And Thank God is Doomsday is not that bad. It's fine. It's like this episode. A lot, like There's a clump of these, a huge clump of these, where it's fine. It's not terrible. Like, we watch a lot of terrible episodes. This isn't terrible. It's fine. But there are very little difference between all of these big clump of episodes. And like, I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I will say, though, I think this is better than Monty Can't Buy Me Love. That is the absolute lowest I will go. Which, we're, we're, That's the I'm, Loch Ness Monster. I'm, yeah, I know it's I just was looking where it is. Sorry, it's 279. It's two below Homer's Odyssey. So you think is so you think I, this episode is better than Monty Can't Buy Me Love? I do. OK, because, again, the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Matt, we're at the point. This is where I'm getting to the point where I'm going like. Maybe I don't mind Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> That's where we're at. Where I'm like, maybe it's fine that there's a Loch Ness Monster working at Burns, working for Burns at the end of the episode. Like, of course it's... Yeah. T- of course it's- it has a speaking role. Literally, the Loch Ness Monster has a speaking role. I think... Then I think... I think worst episode ever is better than this. I would put this right yeah, below... I would put it, it right below... It at least below. has a plot. What do you mean? This episode has a plot. It's just kind of messy and doesn't really quite get well, there. Ha- worst episode ever has a more interesting plot than this does. I'm 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 giving this a once. I just I'm giving a once spin through my mind, Matt. I'm just letting it soak in my okay. mind just for a, for like ten seconds to try and see. If, yes, I think I'm 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 good with this. I think this is right. I think worst episode ever is better, and I think this is. And I think I I'm fine with it. Putting it again. 
there's this huge clump of episodes and i don't i i think there's if this isn't clear to people listening this is not when you know when we rank these episodes it is a thought experiment about trying to 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 come out like what do matt and i and and you for that matter you know your rankings will be much different than ours potentially but it does still get to the core of what do you value and what do you what makes up a great simpsons episode and what makes up a terrible one and, and everything in between but if you're even close to where we have an episode then we basically agree you know if i if you think an episode is within 50 of where we have it we are fundamentally agreeing like yeah there's finer points here and there where you might say that episode's better than this episode because you think it's funnier than i do or vice versa but if you think i you know we're gonna here i'm gonna say this well we're gonna put i'm gonna slide in i'm gonna copy and paste this because i will never type this willingly in my entire life weaverly hills <laughs> 9021 doe is a new number 279 on our list. Um, but if you think this episode is like at a two, 260 or 290, we're basically agreeing. Like, we're pretty close. Uh, like, obviously, it's not always going to be that, you know, we're not ever going to match up. There's just too many episodes. There's too many variables about, you know, where an episode goes. But if you, the gentle listener at home, thinks that this episode is roughly in this ballpark, then it's. Then I think we we you and I largely agree. You and I, Matt, we largely agree. Um, and when Matt, when you say like, I think uh, just take my way, sleaze isn't as good as that episode. I'm like, oh, if it's within fifteen or twenty spots, it's largely the same. It doesn't make that much of a difference. Like I'm sure if you go on the the YouTube videos that are like, I rank every episode of The Simpsons or the solisticals where it are the top 50 episodes of The Simpsons. I'm like, okay, I mean, it's so, like, it's so subjective. It's more about, like, well, can you recognize why you like that episode so much? That's the important thing. Not how good is it compared to other episodes. Do you know why you like it so much? And why is it good? That's the important question. So, Waverly Hills, 9021 Doe, new number 279 on our list. Number, uh, let's see, number new number 88 on our post Golden Years ranking, which is pretty good. You know, for post Golden Years ranking, it's top 100. We're, we're at over 220 post Golden Years episodes, Matt. That's a lot. That is, quite frankly, a ton for. We're, we're, well, <laughs> the how good these episodes well, are. Well, Matt, we have 415 episodes on this list. I don't know if you can do that math. But that means there are more post Golden Year episodes than there are Golden Year episodes on this list. We have we've crossed yeah. the tipping point where most of the episodes we had at certain at now from now on out every episode we add is going to be post Golden Years, and it's only going to be bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually it's going to when we get you know we're only at what four forty four forty two is this episode so we're not even at five hundred yet we're seven hundred you know when we get to finally catch up will be quite a while uh we're not done yet matt though okay we're not done we have one more thing to do one more question to answer that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon the cannon yay i do like the kids just saying yeah it's nice (laughs) you just want some happiness in your life sometimes yeah um i think this stays man i think it stays well, yeah, because the characters are generally true to themselves, and they act like they're supposed to act, and honestly, for the most part, it's pretty good. 
it, it again it's it's more about it, it, is it it's is there something in it that is worth watching like is this worth it, should you watch this episode i don't you need to you don't need to like it's not a great episode it's not even good but it has moments in it where you go oh yeah i can recognize like that moment where at least like i when i go oh those two scenes back to back where Lisa is being challenged by a teacher and Bart arranges for Wiggum to arrest him so that he could look like a bad boy. Like those two scenes alone where I go, oh, that's something that's worthy. That's worthy of of, of the canon. No, it's worthy of of uh, of, of the Simpsons, that the scenes with Homer and Marge being cute together, you know, that that kind of thing where you're like, sure, the whole episode is kind of a messy and cumbersome at the end, especially but there's stuff in there where you go, oh, yeah, we'll keep that. I want that. I don't want to exclude that. I want to keep that stuff around. And that's that's good enough. So, yes, stays in the canon. No fire in the canon. Well, uh, maybe not. Let's see. We're at number 112 as we work our way down from the top of our list, eventually asking the question about every single episode of The Simpsons. We're number 112. And this is really just me being playing devil's advocate because it's separate vocations and there's no way in hell i'm gonna say we're gonna fire that out of the cannon robbie will never be okay with that no separate vocations isn't is near and dear to my heart it was i've said this many times it was on the vhs tape of of simpsons episodes that we taped off the off the tv back when i was a little kid so i watched separate vocations many times as a child yeah i almost did my trivia from separate vocations this week and then i was like no that's a bad idea i mean i uh, like my brain is mush like you can't you could easily probably. I probably. I haven't watched it a long time, so I probably. You probably totally safe. I probably would completely forget everything in it. But um, separate vacations stays in the canon. I think it's honestly a very. To it, I've said this before. Separate vacations is kind of a template episode. Um, you know, I, I think it's it, it's one of those episodes early. Though it's a, you know it's still the, the first few seasons. You know, it, but it is very honest. I feel like it's it's very Simpsony. Like you want to talk about what I think is the Simpsons, one of the Simpsonist episodes of the Simpsons, it's separate vocations. I think of it strongly as this a Simpsonsy episode of the Simpsons. Um, so yes, it stays in the canon. We don't fire the canon today. It's always a good day. That's what I say. We don't fire the canon. <sighs> you can find this list at a website, Matthew. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. Ah, um, but it is there along with links to all the stuff our our twitter our rss feed and a link to our patreon which is, again patreon.com slash the simpson show is good. there's a link to that on the website and on every single post uh every show notes all that stuff you can go there support the show we really appreciate you our next episode matt next week is four great women and a manicure what now the episode tells four tales of famous women featuring simpsons characters in various roles Selma as Queen Elizabeth I, Lisa as Snow White, Marge as Lady Macbeth, and Maggie as, oh no, Maggie as Howard Rourke from Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead? Oh no. And Jodie Foster plays Maggie? What is happening? What? What? Jodie Foster plays Maggie? (laughs) And it's very strange to me that some of those well elizabeth queen elizabeth was a real person and then everyone else are fictional characters <laughs> okay yeah. uh, i uh i'm i'm going to hold withhold judgment i have very <laughs> i have very negative feelings about ayn rand but 
Maybe who doesn't, Robbie? Who doesn't? Uh, Matt. A lot of people. That's uh, that's uh, okay. Um, we don't want to. We don't have time for this. You asked me what my favorite superhero movie is. We also don't have time for discussions about Ayn Rand and her contributions to literature. Um, maybe though, you know, maybe it'll be make fun of it. You know, I'm gonna, and I do think it's strange that Maggie is voiced by Jodie Foster, but I okay. I mean, I like Jodie Foster. I would think that Jodie Foster would be okay. I don't know. Um, that's next time. I'm I. Oh boy, I don't know what to. I'm, this is like I'm being overwhelmed, Matt. Like I didn't realize this. I don't look ahead, so <laughs> I'm like I see this. It feels like I'm just being blindsided. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. They did an Ayn Rand parody. Did they do that? I didn't. I, like, okay. Um, that's next week. I don't have to think about it till next week, Robbie. Worry about things when they happen, not before they happen. Um, you can watch along with us. Join us on our Patreon if you want to leave us a review. Leave a review along for comments in the news group, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That'll do it for us. I am Robbie Dorman, and you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Our website is robbiedorman.com. Has links to purchase all of my novels. You should get them. My newest. You heard a. I I definitely recorded a thing. Uh. uh talking about the pre-order for my next book called the other you should go pre-order that uh it is the exorcist meets the notebook uh, a tale about love uh, uh against eternal evil from hell itself and frankly it's a great book you should go read it um pre-order it pre-orders help me out a lot i really do appreciate everyone who does pre-order a book um even kindle or print uh versions uh, if you would go do that, I would love you forever. I do mean that. Um, deep eternal love that will defeat eternal love. You won't evil. regret it. It's a great book. See, Matt's read it, even though he says it's really slow. <laughs> I said the beginning it was a little slow. It's not that slow. It's fine. Matt's just very impatient. He wants action. Also true. He wants... Uh, he wants... He wants... Uh, 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 movement. Matt likes movement forward momentum <laughs> that's not true matt likes i really i've i need to figure out how to write a book that is just um satisfactory like the book satisfactory yes that'd be amazing if you're just constantly it's basically the martian but in a horror version yeah competence like that's the problem matt like her and i read a horror novel about like that is competence porn very difficult because you have to be kind of incompetent. People would save themselves very quickly. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, you gotta. Her protagonists have to take some. If they're gonna live, they need to, you know, suffer a lot and fail. I mean, to be fair, uh, what's his face in The Martian? He eats a lot of potatoes. You know, that's true. He does poop potatoes. Doesn't eat food. Is poop food, Robbie? You got right down to the core of it, Matt. That'll do it. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. I spend all of my time uh, taking care of kittens, so I have no time to be on social media. But if you'd like to see those kittens on social media, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram, where you can see the most adorable kittens. And if you're in the Central Florida area, maybe you could get a little kitten for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Also, you can just watch them be incredibly cute. Uh, it is a bomb for your soul. I thought, I was, like... I realize you meant you said bomb, and I'm like, oh, bomb. But then you said it, but the, there's a split second in my mind where you're like, a bomb for my soul? Like a cuteness bomb? Is that what you're talking it will, about? It, it explodes, explodes exactly. my soul of cuteness? Okay, that's also good. Um, I support that. You should go follow that on Instagram. It's very good. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I am Robbie. 
and I'm Matt. Nikki Bardas is up there. Shh.